With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Welcome everybody to Off the Bench on this Saturday morning. It's not Jack Crawshaw, it's Paul Hazelby in the chair and I've got Carl Langdon, the West Coast Eagles superstar back in the day, the 1992 Premiership player for the West Coast Eagles. All-time good guy and we just want to get started today by wishing everybody all the best across the country leagues that are starting their footy campaigns, especially Northampton. I hope they go well this year. They've been very disappointing for a long time. Carl, been over 10 years since they won a premiership. Who do you go for in the country leagues? Well, I grew up in Shackleton and I used to have to go to Bruce Rock. So it'll be through that Eastern Districts League and I was born in Querding, so I got a little bit of a soft spot for the Avon as well. My old man played for Calabaran. That's now Calabaran Tamman. He also played for Corrigan. Uh, won the last premiership I think out in Corrigan about 1976, hey. So that was a long time ago. While we're talking about the old days, what about you as an individual? The most goals you've ever kicked in one game of football, whether that be at junior level, AFL level? Oh, I kicked 13. 13. Yeah, I kicked 13. Uh, first day at Guildford, I kicked six. After starting at centre-half back, I started playing on Chris Lewis, actually, of all people. We were playing against Christchurch, and Louis was at uh, Christchurch. He was a year younger than I was, year 11, and uh, I started off at half-back playing on him, and then we needed to win the game, so I went forward in the second half and uh, and piled on six. Got six. Yeah. I got 13. No, I got 23 one day, Carl. 23. I was playing for Mazenod College. Old? I was 15, and we played against Chittering Valley. You know Chittering Valley, how small they are? Yes. You know how big Mazenod College is? Yes. We won 40 goals to nothing. I was lucky to get 23 goals, 10 that day. But I want to ask you about the goal kicked in the waffle on the weekend. You saw Cody Leggett's goal for Perth that was measured at 90 metres, but you believe you've seen one bigger. Well, I've seen Todd Bremen kick goals, and not one goal, goals from the wing at Subiaco Oval. Now... I saw them get kicked from the wing at Subiaco Oval and go over the goal line on the full. Now, the one that has been highlighted this week Mm. has actually bounced and gone through for a goal, but it was a beautiful kick, a really long kick, slobbed over the top of the pack and bounced through. But, uh, yeah, mate, Toddy Bremen can roost a ball. Ryan Turnbull, Laurie Keane, Warren Dean, I've also, I reckon, seen them launch balls 80 to 90 metres long. They uh, were beautiful kicks of the footy. What about you? Your longest one? You ever get it over 50 Uh, metres? No. Well, I got it over 50 plenty (laughs) of times, but uh, never over 80 or 90 metres, Hayes, never. Now, you wouldn't have been involved with ball tampering, ball tampering, of course. I have, yeah. I've, <laughs> you have? Yeah, well, early Saturday mornings, there's uh, always some ball tampering going on, isn't there, Hayes? <laughs> Two weeks on, mate, from this event. How do you look back on it? Do you think they overreacted a bit, Cricket Australia, with the sanctions that were given to those three Absolutely. players? Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a disgrace that three blokes have been used as scapegoats for everybody else, as far as I'm concerned, mate. Everyone was in the pie. And yes, they got caught. Uh, they were foolish to do what they did. But you can't tell me that's the only time it's ever been done. 
done. Um, they went to the nth degree to get it done. Cricket Australia launched uh, an independent review yesterday into the culture and Chairman David Peeber came out and spoke that uh, players and former players are going to be part of the process. And his quote, uh, we don't want anything like this to ever occur again. Now, I'm satisfied with that, but I think what you've got to do is that you've got to look at the three blokes that are now sitting on the sidelines and ask yourself, well, do they deserve to be the only three players outed for the length of time that they are, given the sanctions that have been dished out around the world and no one else has sat out for this length of time ever? You think they'll be back? All three of them will be back playing I don't test think Warner, for Australia? I don't think Warner will. I just think that uh, the game would probably be... I mean, if he's... To, if, look, it depends where they go. Steve Smith will end up probably like Bancroft, I'd suggest, over there in England playing county cricket. If Warner follows in the footsteps, and they continue to make runs, there's mm. no reason why you can't say no. But at Warner's age, uh, he would certainly be the questionable one. You like your golf, Carl? Absolutely, mate. Well, what about the Masters? Well, the- we're going to be back with the US Masters update. You're listening to Off The Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Paul Hazelby and Carl Langan in the chair on this Saturday morning. It's now time to get into a US Masters update, and it's all for Callaway's golf new chrome softball. Carl, what do you got for us? Well, I can tell you, Hayes, that uh, the Fire Thorn, which is the 15th at Augusta, has got Sergio Garcia. He won it last year, didn't he? He's had a score like you and I. He has had 13 on the 15th. Now, let me describe. It let makes me do, you laugh. It does it. make you laugh uh, because it, it is a number that I am quite familiar with. And water is something else that I'm quite familiar with. Now, the par 5, 530-yard 15th, it's called the Firethorn. Changes were made in the last decade making reaching the par 5 in two shots a challenge. Uh, there is a pond that guards the green in the front, and those who lay out face a hard shot from a downhill lie. Now, essentially, poor old Sergio, he's lobbed in there a couple of times. Uh, the other thing is, Hayes, I don't know if you saw Finau. Mm, got the hole in one. Well, celebrated. He celebrated running down the fairway. We spoke about this on Sports Day. Running down the fairway dislocates his ankle as he's facing his wife and children, the four children who are all celebrating on the tee. And then he goes down, he puts his ankle back and he plays on, mate. And then he keeps on playing. He's he playing keeps well. on playing. He's playing well. He's up the right end of the field. Tiger, how's he going? Uh, Tiger's uh, about, uh, he's in the mix. And so too are a couple of Australians, Cameron Smith and um, and Mark Leishman are, uh, are the two best placed Australians. I look forward to seeing how that pans out. That was all for Callaway Golf's new chrome softball. It's now time to get back into some more hot topics, Carl. I want you to put your coach's hat on. Yeah. All right. I know yeah. you aspire to be a coach in a second life. Jake Stringer at the Bombers. What do you do with this guy? From what I've seen, drop him because he's been ordinary the last couple of games. He cannot get into the game. John Walsfeld's come out and defended him and said that he's still adapting to a new game style. Um, He's been thrust into a midfield role. I'm not so sure that that's going to work, Mm. but... Only time will tell. We can't just make that judgment over a couple of weeks, but he's got to find more of the ball, mate, what at about, the moment. What about Jacob Wiedering? Okay, Carlton player, former number out. one pick. He hasn't been playing that well. No, he was ordinary last week, but he got knocked out. You've got to give the kid a break. Um, look, he's a good player. I'm not so sure that he's a defender. I, I, I'd, mm. be, I'd be inclined to swing him forward. I, they tend to do that after he's been destroyed mentally yep. in defence. Now... Normally, normally failed forwards end up in the back line. It's not too often that failed 
defenders end up in the forward line, but I reckon it'd be worth a try. If I was the coach, that's what I would tend to try and do with him is swing him forward. Now, look, they're probably pretty well served up there with Casbold at the moment. Charlie Kernos uh, stood up brilliantly in the first couple of rounds, but I reckon it'd be worth a try. What about Paddy Mark McCartan, sorry, for St Kilda? Uh, I'm I'm just not convinced. Uh, you know, he's got, had issues with uh, diabetes. Uh, that's something that affects him every day. And for all of those that understand that particular illness, it does affect you. Now, whether that's contributing to his poor form, because he's in games for a bit, mm. but he's not in them for long enough. So he's got to become a far more consistent player. And quite frankly, to be a big, tall power forward, mate, you're only called a big, tall power forward if you kick goals. And there's a lot of big, tall power forwards doing that at the moment. And he's not one of them. If you went back to the start of your career, would you like to be a number one pick? Because two of those players, McCartan and Weedering, are number one picks that are clearly struggling with something, whether it's the expectation, I don't know. Hayes, I wouldn't like to be a number one draft pick because I think that uh, it applies lots of pressure to you. You only have to look at the microscope that Jack Watts was put under when he was selected. And, you know, he's playing some good footy now, but uh, in his younger days, because he hadn't played against mature age men, he was still going to school. He really struggled with that uh, particular mantle. Uh, A bloke uh, who's grown into it really well now, he's played 300 games, is Brendan Goddard, still doing a good job after switching from the Saints to the Bombers. He's a number one draft pick. And the other bloke who's really struggling at the moment, I think, is Cameron Rayner up at Brisbane. He had an eight time in the first round, he got one possession, and in the uh, game last week, he touched the ball four times. Now, he's a number one draft pick. He's expected to be going a lot better than that, mate, because when you have a look at a few of the blokes like Finlayson and Doday and uh, Uniaki uh, or Davies Uniaki, LDU, whatever you like, or UDL, I reckon it would be better on a Saturday morning as we're heading to the footy haze. <laughs> That's his nickname. That's right. Um, those guys right now are going a lot better than the number one draft pick in the competition. I was number two, and I reckon it was easy just to slip behind the number one and take all the pressure off. But uh, thanks for that, Carl. We'll be back with the world-famous dig. I know you've got something that's got up your goat throughout the week. You're listening to Off The Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. The Dig. Dial before you dig, the essential first step, Carl's been getting ready for this one. He's fired up. What do you got for us today, Well, Carl? mate, I've actually got two. Uh, the first is the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony on the Gold Coast. Now, I'm 50, Hayes. I was 50 last week. Mm. And I've seen many opening ceremonies when it comes to the Commonwealth Games. And that is officially the worst opening ceremony to the Commonwealth Games I have seen since I've been on the planet now, the reason I... Do you get it, Hayes? I get The it. reason I use the word planet, because we went up into the sky... aliens. ...and we came down and we saw a man talking to his little worth ball, his little planet, talking about words like I and we and us and all of this sort of stuff. And then... Is that about inclusion? And then it morphs to some beach where there's a girl and a guy standing on a surfboard. I thought... We'd had a break in transmission as we had a, another episode of Home and Away starting to crank up in front of my eyes. Mate, it was just the weirdest looking thing. The choir was outstanding. I thought the choir was the best part of the whole thing. And there was a bit more of an upbeat feel when the athletes entered the stadium finally. But, mate, the start of it was absolute tripe. What about going through the years with the music? Did you enjoy that? No. Okay. I'm you're not, not a music man. No, you're like me. We right? don't like so, our music too so, much, So we? really, you know, a lot of that stuff was just fluff, total fluff, and I reckon the over they overdid the reconciliation. I understand what they're trying to do, but I didn't think that that needed to be done on that world stage in that way. All right, so good dig. What's a, the second one? The second one, 
is Conor McGregor. Now, Conor McGregor should be put in jail and the key thrown away. He's gone in a rampage in New York in Sydney. He has thrown, to start with, trolleys and then kegs. I think they're empty. If they weren't empty, mate, that bloke was on some fairly good mm-hmm. gear. Uh, he's attacked a bus and he's Full facing... Full of UFC mul- fighters, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, two of the fighters have had to withdraw from UFC 223 because of their inju- injuries. He's facing multiple charges, mate. Put him in there and put him in there for a long time because that bloke is an absolute tool. Oh, I feel your passion there. I'm going to give my dig. Now, this week we saw the first time of Ablett, Dangerfield and Selwood playing in the same midfield. There was a lot of debate throughout the week about what's the greatest midfield of all time. Now, anybody that says those three should be in the greatest midfield need to have a good hard look at himself because they played one game and guess what? They got towed up. They got beaten by the Hawks. The conversation should be around Voss, Black, Akamanis and Lappin for the Brisbane Lions through that successful period. Then there was Cousins, Judd, Kerr, Embley, Fletcher, Braun and also for Geelong, Bartell, Ablett, Selwood, Ling and Corey were very good. But to even suggest that this holy trinity, as they call it, can be compared to those great midfields. Yes, they're great players in their own right, but they have done nothing as a midfield. Sad, mate. Selwood, Ablett, Dangerfield. Sad. First first name of their first letter of their <laughs> surname. Sad, Ace. <laughs> I like that. I hope it is sad for the Geelong Cats as they come here to take on the West Coast Eagles. That was the dig. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. We'll be back next to preview the upcoming games between the Fremantle Dockers and the Gold Coast Suns. And on Sunday, we've got the West Coast Eagles taking on Geelong. You're listening to Off The Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Welcome back to Off The Bench, Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon today. We're going to finish off today just having a look at the two games coming up for our local teams. The Fremantle Dockers today, Carl, taking on the Gold Coast Suns, who are going very well. Two wins, but this is their third trip in a row. What are you predicting today? Uh, Well, I'm predicting a pretty good game of footy, Hayes. I think that if uh, the Gold Coast bring the attitude that they've played with in their first couple of rounds to make it two from two, and we see Fremantle of last week, not the Fremantle in round one, but the Fremantle of last week, we should be in for a high-octane contest. I thought that uh, Fremantle moved the ball really well. There was question marks around who was going to kick their goals, and I think that was well and truly answered, is that uh, when they moved the ball quickly into what is a pretty talented forward line, when those blokes are given a little bit of space, I mean, Matera hasn't really gotten going yet. Not from a goal point of view. He's getting some touches. That's right, but he's he's making his mark around there. So when you throw in the young blokes, I thought Chera and Banfield have made their mark nice and early. Uh, Mitch Crowden's uh, an interesting player. I want to see him a couple of more times. Ed Langdon's been good going forward, kicking goals and, and then you've got to include that midfield group that have been rotating through there, Monday, Fife and so on. The big question is, Tom Lynch, whether they can stop him. He kicked eight goals last week against Carlton. Very impressive. Alex Pierce, you'd think, gets that match-up? Well, you wouldn't give it to Michael Johnson because uh, the nearest that he would get to him is where we are sitting at the moment and we're about two metres apart. <laughs> he just sags off way too far. He gives him too he's much space. He's losing a bit of speed too, isn't he? Well, and, and he's got a little bit, a bit of a tummy roll I've noticed, so Jono. So he's going to have to start doing sit-ups, a bit like you and I are embarking on uh, from next week when we start our fitness campaign. Uh, but Alex Pierce gets the job. He did a great job last week on Danaher, and he deserves the opportunity. If he can do the job on Danaher, he can certainly be given the opportunity to do the same job on Lynch. I reckon it'll be tougher. I rate Lynch higher than Danaher, personally, but uh, it's a good challenge for him. Sandland's up against Wits, both very tall players in the AFL competition. What are you expecting from that matchup? Uh, Sandland's has to do more. Um, look, he's 
reasonable when he gets, and he should be at seven foot five. I'm exaggerating, but mm. you know, not he's, far off that. he's very tall, six eleven, and he's got size twenty six feet. So when he's on his tiptoes, he would be about seven foot five. So the point I'm making here is that. He does that really well, but it's getting the ball around the ground. And he's been a little bit – he was a bit disappointing in that area, I felt, last week. I thought Bell Chambers beat him in that area. Bell Chambers also went forward and booted two goals. Sandlin's mm. didn't get on the scoreboard. So I think he needs to try and do a little bit more around the ground. Last game of the weekend is the West Coast Eagles taking on Geelong. That's on Sunday. What are you expecting from this one in terms of the West Coast Eagles who are very good against the Western Bulldogs? It's a different outfit, a top-class midfield. We know that. They've got some superstars in there, but also Tim Kelly one of those youngsters who comes home for the first time. Well, mate, the Eagles have played better in the first two games than I thought they would. Uh, they should have beaten Sydney. If, if Lance Franklin doesn't have a day out and kick eight goals and kick straight, uh, then the West Coast Eagles are probably a lot closer than what that game ended up, and they could have even won. And uh, I think that uh, with Nat Nui and Lysett back, Lysett's getting under the radar. He's actually playing better, I think, than Nick Natnui. Whilst he doesn't get his hand to the ball as much in the ruck contest, it's the other stuff he does. Mm. Six tackles on the weekend. He went forward, booted a couple of goals. Um, there's no doubt that Liam Ryan, when he's when he's got confidence, he's a great player. He can lose his confidence a bit and put himself uh, down and I hope that he can stay really positive because when he stays positive, he's a dangerous player, as you saw on the weekend. But you'd expect the Cats without midfield. You wouldn't expect them to get rolled again. They leak down back at the moment. Harry Taylor's out of the side. They haven't got Mackie and all those great stalwarts that they had for a long time in that defence. So they do now rely on Mark Blixavs down there. Zach Tui plays like Michael Johnson. He just runs off, gets the ball all the time. I'm not so sure about Jed Buse, Tom Stewart, to Jake Collajasny and Jack Henry just yet. So very, very no-name Geelong defence that struggled against the Hawks last week and let them kick too many goals. So there was a big chance to score against that back line. They're a bit the same up the other end. If you look at their forward line, Parfit, Radicalia, we don't know much about. Gregson, Menzel's been in good form. He's kicked a goal in every quarter this season. The only player to do that, Parsons and Tom Hawkins has really battled. So I think if they can do a job on Hawkins and Menzel, the Eagles are a fair chance to win this one. Can't wait for it. It's going to be a great weekend of footy. Thank you, Carl, for joining us on Off the Bench. We'll see you all next week and good luck to all of those teams that are starting their campaigns in the country footy leagues. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91